There's a vasectomy revolution threatening the American population. Belgium destroys the champagne of beers, and a man was arrested for running a dental operation in a hotel room. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast recorded by a comedian in a hotel room. Yeah, we're going hotel room, baby. Just like the dentistry. A vasectomy revolution threatens to plunge America into a population crisis. Oh, my goodness. There's, are so many people getting vasectomy revolutions that we might have a population crisis? Let's, let's read and find out. Am I part of the problem because I got a vasectomy? Oh, no. Am I plunging America into a population crisis myself? When America's Supreme Court overturned the historic Roe v. Wade ruling that made abortion a federally protected right, it triggered a fierce debate over women's freedom, as everybody knows, and led to a total ban on abortions in about 13 states in the U.S. Campaigners on both sides predicted precisely such an outcome, but there was another unexpected side effect. America now is undergoing a vasectomy revolution. That's according to urologist Esgar Guarin. Esgar Guarin runs Simplevas Clinic, which is a vasectomy clinic in Iowa. Uh, it says here across the country, more and more men are choosing to have the operation because they no longer have a backup option. Guarin says, within the first 48 hours of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, our clinic saw a 300% increase in the traffic to our website. We had a 100% increase in the number of vasectomies that we do in the clinic. Now, the full force of the boom lasted only four months, but even today, the clinic's vasectomy procedure numbers are still up by 50% on levels that were not seen before the Supreme Court decision, according to Guarin. It says here, if maintained, this surge in vasectomies is likely to have long-term consequences and not just for the men involved. It could further exacerbate a decline in the U.S. birth rate that is already putting long-term growth at risk in the world's largest economy. Oh my goodness, what do we... We're losing people. We don't have enough people. Hey, there's 65,000 homeless people in downtown L.A. Just letting you know. (laughs) Here's a quote from Allison Jamil, a demographer at John Hopkins University. Let's see what Allison says. She must know what's going on. The birth rate has fallen pretty dramatically since 2008. We expected this decline because of the Great Recession, because when the economy is bad, people don't have children. But then the economy got better and the birth rate kept declining. Since the pandemic, it just seems that there's something different that is changing people's ideas about having children. It is not just linked to the traditional indicators of whether the economy is doing good or bad anymore. What could it be? What could it be? No, lady, it is too expensive to have children. In the, I mean, bring down the cost of living. Help us out here. And maybe people will have babies. You know what I mean? But, you know, these corporations have to profit, 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 profit. My landlord has to raise the rent, raise the rent, raise the rent. I don't even have a personal relationship with my, my landlord anymore. You don't even have a personal relationship. It, this landlord doesn't just own this building. This, this building is part of a conglomerate of buildings. The landlord lives on some high up in the hill mansion, has no relationship with the tenants, and just raises all the rents with the click of the button for all the properties. No one gives a damn. And by the way, you know what scientists are saying about the population of the earth? Many of them say the optimal Earth population is between one and a half and three billion. I've looked at four studies. One says three, one says two, a couple say one and a half to four. That's the optimal amount. Not what we're pushing. We already have too many. Are these people unaware? They're just ignoring science. I think that's what's going on. Now, I know science comes up short in a lot of areas, but like 
Multiple studies are saying that this, we're already overpopulated. We are having, we have natural resources dwindling where we have droughts. You know, do you see these communities in Arizona that have no water? What are you talking about? I applaud people for getting vasectomies. Myself, I think it's a great thing to do for the culture <laughs> and the earth, really. It says here there, there is no official data about these vasectomies, but widespread anecdotal evidence shows that American men are racing to get vasectomies. In the week of May 2022 that the decision to overturn Roe v. Wade was leaked, Google Trends data shows searches for vasectomy in the U.S. surged by 115%. In the week when the decision was formally announced, searches were up by 285% compared to the same point a year earlier. It is clear that demand has been maintained. Searches in April this year, we're up 25% from their pre-pandemic level. In addition, it says, crucially, researchers reported a major demographic shift in the men who were seeking out this procedure. Previously, men getting a vasectomy were older and already had children. Today, those getting the SNP are younger and much more likely to be childless. childless. The report says, quote, Younger men, especially those under 30, as well as childless men, were significantly more likely to seek consultation compared to prior reproductive legal climates. Findings indicate that men are invested in maintaining reproductive autonomy for themselves and their partners. Yes, reproductive autonomy. What's wrong with that? Get it snipped. You can undo it if you feel like it later on. It's okay. Turns out there's a vasectomy revolution also going on in states where abortion is legal, such as New York, where they've interviewed this guy, Mark Goldstein, professor and director of male reproductive medicine, he says, here abortion is legal, but men have a different motivation. What I'm seeing is very similar to what we saw during the Great Recession of 2008. Back then, there was a marked increase in demand for these activities and a de decrease in demand for reversals. And this was clearly related to economics. People felt they just couldn't afford to have more children. The patients who are coming to me today are almost all couples who have decided that this is not a world into which they want to bring children into. Half say they cannot afford to. I'm seeing men in their early 30s who have never had children, but have decided that this isn't the world they'd ever want to bring children into. Yeah, I mean, in addition to the Earth's capacity for disgusting human beings, in addition to the, the feasibility economically of raising a family amongst these high costs of living that we're all going through, have you seen what the price of gas is? The, the price of food? In addition to all of that, who wants to bring a child into this world? <laughs> what? What's so your, your kid can get shot at the playground? What? Huh? Is that why? <laughs> maybe we do something about the AR-15s in the U.S. and then maybe I'll consider it. Yeah. How about something like that? No, that's just a crazy idea, Jonesy. I'm crazy for having these highfalutin dreams of living in a safe world, a safe world of abundance. Belgium destroys a shipment of Miller High Life after taking issue with their slogan, Champagne of Beer. Belgium has destroyed an entire shipment of an American beer after taking exception to its maker's slogan that the beer was, quote, the Champagne of Beers. Belgian Customs crushed the 2,352 cans of Miller High Life beer earlier this week, reasoning that they were improperly labeled as Champagne. Or did they actually think that the Miller High Life was trying to pose as champagne? Because we all know it's not, 
This is a figure of speech, the champagne of beers. In, in fact, it's a big joke because anyone who drinks Miller High Life knows that that is really not the champagne of beers. It is, uh, it tastes like piss, if we're being real. Um, it says here the move came after a trade association for the champagne industry complained that the term should be used only on bottles of sparkling wine made using a traditional method in Champagne, France. Okay, so the champagne industry is behind this. They're like, you can't call your beers the champagne of beer. It's not, it's not champagne. It's like, what are you doing? You guys should just take umbrage at the fact that Miller High Life is going over to Belgium, which has amazing beer. I don't even know what you guys are doing fiddling around with this light, horrible U.S. domestic beer. It's just terrible. Yeah. I mean, are you guys importing PBR as well? I mean, what are you doing over there, Belgium? <laughs> don't they have amazing beer over there? What are they doing messing with Miller High Life? It was a joke. It says, by convention, true champagne, as in the French sparkling wine, can only be made using Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier grapes. Yeah, I don't believe a Miller High Life's made with any of that. I believe it's made with the urine of veterans. Am I right? I think it is. The Committee Champagne, which is a joint trade association for the champagne industry. Oh, how drunk is this committee? We are the Committee of Champagne. Yeah, what do you guys do all day? Just suck it down. They must be drunk because they thought Miller High Life was actually trying to be champagne. The Committee of Champagne requested the destruction of the American beers. Why don't you just drink it? <laughs> no, that would be torture. Uh, they argue that the label, the champagne of beers, infringed on the protected designation of, quote, champagne. Wow. Wait till they find out Hawaiian punch really isn't punch. Ooh, the shish is going to hit the fan. Wait till they discover that Sunny Delight is not delightful. Okay, it says Miller High Life was launched in 1903 by a Milwaukee-based firm. According to the website, it began to use the slogan, the champagne of bottled beer, three years later, then shortened it to the champagne of beers in 1969. These beers were headed for Germany before they were intercepted at the port of Antwerp. Why is Germany importing Miller High Life as well? They got amazing beer in Germany, I assume. Why would you do this? This is very bizarre. It's like, you know, importing... Papaginos or Domino's Pizza into Italy. Do you guys know Papaginos? Is that a New England thing? Yeah, it probably doesn't exist anymore. It's like importing DiGiorno frozen pizzas into Italy, and then when they get there being like, what is this? This isn't pizza. <laughs> Dummies, man. It says here on, on April 17th, these cans were all destroyed, quote, with the greatest respect for environmental concerns by ensuring that the entire batch of beer content and container was recycled in an eco-responsible way. It says here, each year we carry out thousands of checks on designations of controlled origins. If a counterfeit is proven, as is the case here, we also consult each other on the decision to destroy these goods and on the way in which we have them destroyed. I love how they think they're saying that it's counterfeit because they believe that it was trying to, to, pass itself off as champagne are they really that dumb <laughs> i mean just say just own it and be like no we think this american beer is horrible and we want to make a point <laughs> we don't really believe it's champagne but we think it's ridiculous that you're gonna gonna uh, promote it as being this upper level of beer the champagne of beers in other words like you're the creme de la creme we think this is bullcrap we're gonna destroy it just own it in other words well, you know, 
it wasn't a huge loss. They destroyed 2,352 cans of Miller High Life, which is only enough to get about six people drunk anyways, because you have to drink 500 cans of that each, because <laughs> it's like water, basically. You know, uh, so it's not that much. There's still plenty of Miller High Life out there for fathers living in an RV to get drunk and beat their family. You know what I mean? That's plenty. <laughs> this is the official beer of RV life, I believe, right? <laughs> this is the champagne of beers for a trailer park. Yay! A man has been arrested for running an illegal dental operation in a hotel room. A man is facing charges because he illegally practiced some dental work in a hotel room in Connecticut. He illegally practiced dental work in a hotel room as opposed to the times that you can have dental work in a hotel room that's legal. I don't know what times those would be. The Danbury police say officers responded to the La Quinta Hotel for reports of dental work. I don't see the problem here. You know, one of my best liver transplants I got was in a Motel 6 in Humboldt, California. So things can be successful. Operations can be successful in hotel rooms is what I'm saying. <laughs> JK, guys, JK. Although the uh, post-op breakfasts I heard are pretty good at La Quinta. The police found a man at La Quinta who said, am I saying it right, La Quinta or La Quinta? Uh, I'm just trying my best here not to get canceled. The officers found the guy, I guess he's a faux dentist, he said he was conducting dental referrals. Here's a quote from the police. When officers entered the occupant's room, they found an impromptu operating setup with dental drills, suction machines, and a portable x-ray machine. There was bottles of amoxicillin. There were other medications also found in the occupant's room. Authorities say while the officers spoke to the suspect, a man left the bathroom with gauze in his mouth. <laughs> Another successful La Quinta dentistry patient. <laughs> hey, don't pay attention to the guy with bloody gauze in his mouth who's screaming because I don't have Novocaine. <laughs> I just had him hit the whiskey bottle a few times, officers. Don't pay attention to that guy. <laughs> so the, officer, the officers are speaking to the suspect. A man leaves the bathroom, tells the police he just had a dental procedure done. <laughs> Hey, sir, what, what's going on here? Yeah, I just had a tooth pulled. What's, what's so weird about that? <laughs> uh, this, this dentist, dentist in quotes, his name is Hugo Moraes de Lima. He was arrested and charged with practicing dentistry without a license and the illegal sale of prescription drugs as well. Oh, I can't get over the illegal procedures that are being done in hotels and people's back porches. They're doing illegal butt lifts as well, so watch out for those. If someone wants to give you a butt lift or pull a tooth, and the address is a La Quinta. <laughs> you don't want to go to that person. <laughs> how do you? What do you get? How do you get an appointment from a dude like this? I guess my appointment is Tuesday, 10 a.m. He said, or whenever the maids finish refreshing the towels. That's what. It's, it's a little weird. It seems. <laughs> the dentist calls down to the front desk. Front desk, how may I help you? Yeah, please send up my next patient and a bucket of ice. Yeah. Man, I don't even know why this guy thought he could get away with this. How many patients did he have before he was caught, I wonder? How many people will go to a hotel room to get a cheap dental procedure as opposed to, I don't know, even going down to Tijuana seems safer than this. Uh, see, the problem with illegal dentistry is that no one can keep their mouth shut. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why the guy got caught, because no one could keep their mouth shut. Get it? Bad. Okay, horrible. All right, well, look, it, look. I, sometimes I can't blame people for doing stuff like this because... For whatever reason, 
in the U.S., they've decided that your teeth are are luxury bones and they're not covered in normal insurance. You have to get a separate insurance for the teeth and it's usually quite expensive and it, it doesn't cover a lot and even procedures as simple as, I don't know, even a root canal, which really isn't that crazy. People get root canals all the time. Insurance very, very rarely covers it. You still have to pay out of pocket and it's thousands of dollars to get these dental procedures on these these teeth that are apparently luxury bones, which I think is a great way to describe them. So I don't blame people sometimes. But yeah, I mean, I guess I can blame someone for getting it done in a La Quinta. I mean, get it, get it done at a Sheraton at least, bro. What are you doing at a La Quinta? Yay! Hey, my fellow weirdos, loyal listeners of the Weird AF News podcast. Thanks for spending a little time with me. This is the outro where we give thanks and praise. I got a nice review from South Africa, the Apple Podcasts South Africa. I got a review from Denise Samuel, five stars. It says, Jonesy, your show is part of our household routine every day. The content is immensely intriguing and funny AF. Look at that, immensely intriguing. That's some really, really good vocabulary words right there from Denise Samuel. Uh, I'm so pleased and proud to be part of their household routine every day. I don't, I don't know how someone that uses big words like that would like my dumb podcast, but that's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> apparently I'm appealing in South Africa. I'm very intriguing down there, in case you're wondering. Uh, I also want to give a shout out to Hugo. Hugo came to my comedy show out here in Vegas last night and bought me, <clears throat> and bought me a Tito's on the rocks. Really nice dude. Hugo just moved out here from California, and we want to wish him luck in his career out here, transplanting to Vegas, trying to make it work out here. It's pretty fun out here. It's pretty cool. Um, I, I would consider living here, I think. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, I could do comedy out here. It's, it's, uh, I, I have a feeling I would hate it in July and August, but the rest of the year is probably pretty comfortable out here in Vegas. Okay, I got a, also a really nice email. Let's read the email. Where is the damn thing? Oh, Daniel Guinta. Sounds like Quinta. Quinta. Hey, Jonesy, absolutely love your podcast. Your Florida Fridays are a real ray of sunshine in the grayscale that is Quebec, Canada. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your closet time and the effort and integrity you put in, in, in the effort and integrity you put in, whether you're sober or hungover, as I am today, hungover. Uh, please keep rocking it and good luck with your life, man. And then uh, Daniel gave me a, a, a Florida news article for Florida Fridays. Super cool. So I'm so grateful for Daniel. From Quebec, Canada. I got a lot of fans in Canada, apparently. I got to get up there and do some comedy shows. Also, I got this email from uh, Mel, who uh, said, "Here, Hi, Hey, Jonesy, here's my dog reacting to your seagull call. Uh, this was after five times of replaying it and it cracking me up. Yesterday's episode. In case you're wondering, I did a, a on yesterday's episode, I covered a, a seagull imitation contest, and then at the end of it, I thought I'd do my own seagull imitation. I'm not sure if it was any good, but let's, let's listen to this video here that was sent to me of a dog reacting to my seagull call. This could be fun. Was that okay? I'll do it again. Oh, okay. I thought the dog was going to be barking at the... Uh, at the seagull imitation, but the dog, uh, very cute dog, by the way, just runs over to the speaker, is like totally intrigued by what's going on in the speaker. Oh, look, I just used intrigued. It's now in my brain. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, all right, Mel. I love it. Your dog was very into my seagull in imitation. Uh, 
I think it was pretty spot on. I probably would have at least finished in the top 10 in that stupid contest, I'd imagine, right? I have faith. Okay, I'm rambling now. I'm very hungover, enjoying Vegas. If you happen to be out here, I have two shows tonight. Um, one is at a Mediterranean restaurant and the other one is at a Mexican restaurant because I'm just crushing it out here, guys, in my life. You know what I'm saying? So d- depending on what you want for food, you know, just pick that up. Uh, I think there's hookah at the first place as well. If you want a hookah. <laughs> oh, yeah, guys. I'm going to definitely be having a hookah and a falafel sandwich, doing some jokes, enjoying my time. I had a great night last night in Vegas. The show was was great. A lot of Met a lot of people. It's pretty cool. Um, I feel like I should be saying other things about the podcast though right now. All right, Jonesy, come on, get it together with your hungover brain. Uh, yeah, please, uh, please support the show <laughs> by subscribing if you haven't. If you want to, uh, if you want to get me something for my birthday, go to weirdafnews.com. You can buy me a coffee, or you can uh, you can join the Patreon. You can also PayPal me at funnyjones at gmail.com. That's my PayPal. My birthday's tomorrow, by the way. Oh, that was what I wanted to say. Big shout out to Connie from Georgia. Connie Fortune, who's a huge fan of the show, she she got me a gift certificate to Fanatics so I can get some Red Sox swag, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Connie's gotten me a, a Fanatics gift certificates before. I've got some awesome Red, Red Sox shorts that I actually wore over the, this past weekend. They're really nice. I actually wore them to softball and people complimented me on my awesome Red Sox shorts. So yeah, I'll have to get a jersey to match. And uh, so yeah, shout out to Connie for the for the awesome birthday gift. She always comes through. She always sends me stuff at Christmas. She's just the best. So we love you, Connie Fortune. We love your calls too. If you guys want to call the show, 646-450-2012. I'm going to publish some calls after this. Just FYI, just brace yourself because I, I got some calls and you know, the weirdos can get out of hand. So... All right, I love you. Bye. What up, Josie? Uh, just listened to your podcast regarding the feral cats. Uh, I don't really know what prompted me to call, but uh, I thought I'd give you a heads up. You said, how do you know what the difference between – sounds like a terrible joke. But uh, what's the difference between a feral cat and a regular cat? In California, they do something kind of neat that when you find a feral cat kind of in your backyard or whatever – you can capture it, take it down to the pound, and they'll actually give it shots and get it fixed and stuff. And the way that you find out, <clears throat> or what they do to the cat, is they clip its ear, actually. And so one of their ears is going to have kind of a big chunk taken out of it, so you can tell from far away whether or not that cat has been uh, fixed and uh, gotten its shots. So there you go. Uh, happy 421. Keep up the, the awesome show. And... Uh, Uh, hi, Josie. Uh, this is um, this is Hannah from Chicago. Um, I'm just recovering from a cold, and um, I hope that everyone is doing well. Um, <coughs> I hope that no one has gotten sick. Um, I just I'm almost done listening to your segment about the uh, teacher who would host these. Um, secret fight clubs in her classroom and um, like once you said that students were being pulled out of their classrooms to fight in her classroom um, I was like laughing really hard Um, I don't know why but just the way that you said it like it made me laugh just so hard Um, and I was wondering, like, 
were these students being pulled out of their classrooms because the teacher was having them read books, but they couldn't read those books because they were banned? I, I remember that was one theory that you had. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I was just, I was just wondering, just your delivery and the way that you tell these stories is really funny. And I'd like to also congratulate Lily for having these jobs. You know, she's a bartender. She prepares deli meats. She's the lunch lady. You know, she's working hard. Good luck with your life, man. Good luck with your goat, man. Good luck with your goat. If you're going to the prom this year, I just want to say good luck with your goat, man. Hey, um, if you're going to take a goat to the prom, I just want to say to all those Florida 2023 graduates going to the prom, I just want to, I just want to send this out across the airwaves to all the people out there. Good luck with your goat, man. Good luck with it because your goat needs luck. Thank you. Good luck with your goat. Good luck with your goat, everyone. 2023, you're the goat. Good luck with it. Hey, weirdos. This is Michael calling from the steps of the old Capitol in downtown Iowa City. It's a lovely day here. It's 57 degrees and the sun is shining brightly on my face. It's nice and warm. And from what little vision I have left, I can see that the sky appears to be a bright blue with beautiful clouds up in the sky, and it's a perfect day to wish everyone a happy spring and a happy birthday to Jonesy, whose birthday is actually Thursday, April 27th, and that means everyone has a couple of days left to get their wishes off to Jonesy, however they might choose to do that, should they choose to do that. Uh, my suggestions with this short amount of time left would be to contact him and get his address if you are thinking about doing that. And you could send a card with uh, maybe a gift card or some cash in it. And the most gift, you know, if it arrives late, so late, so what? You know, it's always nice to get gifts after your actual birthday. And uh, the other thing you can do is go to patreon.com and join the Patreon. You can do that for as little as a dollar a day. That's 10 cents for a five-day podcast, five-day-a-week podcast. 10 cents a day is pretty darn cheap. And uh, for the entertainment value that you get out of that, where else can you get entertained for a dime? Pretty damn cheap. <laughs> Sorry for the language there. Anyhow, um, there are other joining member levels. Uh, that wasn't a very uh, clever way of saying that. Membership levels that you can join at uh, beyond the $1 joining membership level. <laughs> Said it again. Anyhow, um, you can also go to weirdafnews.com and buy Jonesy a cup of coffee or make a PayPal donation to him. And, um, you know, think about the joy that Josie brings to our life. He works hard to do that for us, and I really appreciate him for it. So everyone think about that if you're so inclined. 
couple of days left here to do something, and we really love him and appreciate him for all he does. So think about Jonesy's birthday on Thursday, April 27th. And with that, say to all of you weirdos and to Jonesy, good luck with your life, man. Uh, hello, all you weirdos out there in weirdo land. This is Jim Baker. I just wanted you all to uh, know that you, your grandchildren, will all be eternally damned to hell if you do not order my pancake mix. I've got some great uh, pancake mix here made out of the holy blood of, well, I'm not telling you exactly what it's made out of here, but just call in to 646-450-2012 to order my pancake mix that will save your soul. Thank you. Hey, Jonesy, it's Smokey calling, man. And I was listening to your podcast on April 20th, you know, 420, man, pot day. And you said something about, oh, oh, by the way, man, you said you were wasted. And you didn't tell the weirdos out there, man. You didn't make the disclaimer that Weird AF News does not condone being wasted or using drugs. So I just wanted to do that for you. And I was wasted that day, man, because it was, you know, pot day, man. And so I I was wasted because I find that that enhances my listening experience. But anyway, you said you like to listen to uh, or watch Stanley Kubrick movies, man, when you're wasted. And so I thought that was a great idea, man. So I put a clockwork orange on the DVD player, and I just got completely stoned, man. And I set that thing to repeat and repeat and repeat, and I've been watching it all weekend long, man. I've been watching it for days. And i tell you what, man, i just been like a lost weekend, like that 1945 movie directed by Billy Wilder, Starring Ray Milland and Jane Wining. Man, that's about an alcoholic, man. He just gets all caught up in his alcoholism. I mean, you say it yourself, man. Alcoholism is worse than being stoned all the time. But I can tell you, man, I lost days here. I don't even know what date it is. Man, I, I've been just wasted for so long. I ran out of food in my house. I was calling DoorDash pizza delivery, and I finally ran out of food. I had my daily delivering drugs to me because I was running out of pot. I mean, he comes to my house and delivers, but I finally ran out, and I remembered something you said about how you can call the cops and they'll bring you Doritos. So, I mean, I was out of money, so I called the cops, and they said they didn't do that, but I said I had already called the drug dealer, and they said, well, they would come over and work out something with me. So my dealer got busted, and I don't have any more pot, man. So I come down from my high, and I realize what's going on here. So I'm finally coming down from my high, man, and it's like it's like the 28th or 29th, man. I don't even know what day it is. It's, I've been stoned for days, man. I can't believe what's going on here, Jonesy. I, what day is it, man? I talk about a lost weekend. It's more like a lost week.
crazy, crazy man. But man, that Stanley Kubrick, a clockwork.